The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Tuesday, have you finished? <laughs> Just about. Tuesday, 14th of April. The Fujicast. Welcome to the Hay Fever Cast. How about <laughs> Fujicast? Are you all right? Are you okay? Uh, I'm sneezing. I know you are. Everything. Hay fever. I know. The problem it, with all these people yeah. staying at home is that they're all mowing their lawns every day. And the next door neighbours mowed his lawns about six times the last three he, weeks. He must have the most amazing looking lawn. What's he been doing? Yes, yes, yeah, got a very good looking lawn. Yeah. What have you done with yours? You just let Git out there to eat it, don't you? Oh, uh, our garden looks like the Somme, I tell you. <laughs> you've got you've got the dogs, you've got yeah. Albie and his football and the kids. Oh. And the, today they have they've set up a um a, what you call it, a slidey like they put they put my judo mats right. all along the the garden yeah. and they've covered it in washing up liquid right. and they are hurling <laughs> themselves up the garden like cannonballs. Oh brilliant, that sounds a lot of fun. <laughs> it's good fun. Are you, yeah. well, doing, are, you, it, are you out there doing it with them? No, I'm too fat and old. Oh, I'd be more ooh. like a cannon. I'd go off the end and into the next door neighbour's house. Talking about talking about uh, slightly larger, I, I feel um, the accident that we had at the house. We've had two accidents over the last 48 hours. Um, the first wasn't so much an accident, but it was very, very annoying to Sam. Um, Practising the social distancing measures that have come into force every single day, um, they uh, we have a little family walk. We tend to do it in two and two now because uh, we just feel guilty if there's four of us out. Um, I know some people take absolute liberties, but we, we've just thought, oh, we go two and two. So um, Sam made some uh, Easter cakes a couple of days ago, and um, and they were due to be delivered to their friends. So he would go up to the house, leave the cakes for them, knock and run kind of thing. Like, do you know knock and run used to be something we did as kids wasn't it you know just to be just to be really did you ever do knock and run yeah we used to call it knock a ginger knock a ginger really? yeah knock a ginger knock on the door and then leg it i remember once coming home to a policewoman sat in my living room talking to my mum about how we shouldn't really be doing it anymore <laughs> what did your mum say to you she was just in tears <laughs> you brought shame on the family kevin young kevin you have young kevin <laughs> um yeah so yeah knock and run so the knock and run so that was the idea that we would deliver uh, the the easter of four four and four there were four for one family four for another knock and run run off right but i didn't realize that they were cakes for other people i just thought because we've been having this long sort of one long bake-off for about three or four weeks now i just thought the cakes left in the fridge at night were fair game <laughs> and so i'd had a few glasses of wine one night a couple of nights ago and I thought, oh, I've got the munchies now. What can I eat? Oh, look, they look nice cakes. I was in so much trouble the next morning. Who's eating the cake? Ever? Uh, Sam looked straight away at the kids and I thought, shall I let the kids take the flack for this or shall I just own up? <laughs> yeah, I just blame the dogs all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's see, we don't have a dog. And I could hardly blame the tortoise, could I? George <laughs> ate it. And then yesterday, um, everything was you know, nicely sort of... We were heading towards a, um, a, a, our Easter Sunday lamb dinner. It was all, you know, it was a nice family event. And then um, Muggins here um, decided to sit on our, our reasonably expensive tabletop that we've had for over a decade. I forgot that it's a laminated tabletop. It's beautifully polished and everything. <laughs> I was playing. Jack was one side of the table. I was the other. I just thought, oh, I'll just sit on the table crunch i went straight through the table oh dear <laughs> i can just see sam's face right now wow she was she was not best pleased no I yeah she was definitely very unhappy with there was a lot of that going on anyway so uh, did you have a nice uh, easter sunday 
<laughs> on Monday, whatever day. What, where are we now? Oh, we're Tuesday. It's Tuesday today, Heaven's isn't it? sake, it's Tuesday. Oh, did you have a nice Easter weekend? Yeah, it was actually quite good because the weather was so good. So the kids yeah. were living in the tent. We, we brought the tent in this morning now. Um, and, yeah, we watched some stuff. We, I tell you what we watched last night. Albie was howling all the way through it. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that for years. Oh, it is very funny. I'd never seen it before. It and, uh, yeah, it was very funny. Very Has he ever funny. watched Nutty Professor? Possibly, I don't know. That's the one with... Um, um, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Izzard, isn't it? No, not it? Eddie yeah. Izzard. Oh, I can see his face, little moustache and everything. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he play all he, the parts? Well, he, I think he did. He played most of the parts. Sherman, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, I knew it. Murphy. I knew it was an Irish name. <laughs> there we go. Gemma will throw honestly when Gemma listens to this podcast she will she will actually throw a cup on the floor <laughs> in anger at my inability to well, be Eddie, do anything Eddie Murphy um in uh, the nutty professor i mean it's real baseline humor um the farting scene but um <laughs> when your kids have seen that they'll yeah. never forget it um but I, I love that film very funny film uh, where do we start then? Oh, yes, today, uh, of course, we've got the Daily Photo Challenge coming up. Uh, did you see that oh, thing, yeah. thing from Bridebook come out, by the way? Did no. You? Right, the CEO and founder of Bridebook, who you, you know, actually, Hamish Shepherd, um, because he runs Heads of House as well, doesn't he? Um, he, he sent out uh, an urgent call to support and save our community. I realise this is a bit UK-based, but bear with me, because I, I would love to know what the American equivalent is. <laughs> Um, and the Australian equivalent as well. Okay, his goal was 50,000 signatures on um, a petition that he's sending to the British government. Who are we? The UK wedding industry is one that thrives on celebrating one of life's happiest moments. Working fastidiously behind the scenes. I thought that was a railway in Wales. Uh, to ensure <laughs> sure that every couple's wedding day runs smoothly and exactly as they hoped. Our remarkable community host, hosts over, get this, this is just the UK by the way. Per year, 20 million wedding guests, 252,000 weddings every year. And, and I had no idea that the, um, that the wedding industry is worth 10 billion quid to the UK's economy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 10 billion. Industry. I feel like I don't have a fair share of it, I have to say. <laughs> 139,000 businesses. I think sometimes it does feel like there's 139,000 photographers. <sighs> Mostly small, local or family run. We account for over 500,000 jobs in the UK. So the, the crux of the whole thing was, um, because initially I thought, well, you know, we've 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 got to you know do our bit as as much as every industry and just stay in if if the petition is start the weddings again i thought i can't read any further but it wasn't the crux of it was the wedding insurance thing that's been going on 30% of couples approximately 76,000 in total purchase wedding insurance every year to provide reassurance for the unimaginable circumstance that the wedding doesn't take place now that thousands of couples are in this exact predicament, the wedding insurance industry is largely, he says, avoiding their financial responsibility. Different statements about coverage are being issued by each insurer, causing confusion and ultimately resulting in financial losses for couples, venues and us, suppliers. The insurers have instead focused on steering couples to pressure their venue and suppliers to postpone to later dates at no cost, rather than the insurers having to pay out to couples. Mm. I thought it was a really interesting piece. Well, um, that makes sense because every single, literally every single um, wedding I've got uh, or had planned up until the end of the July has cancelled or postponed. Yeah. 
And the ones I've postponed have, I, I remember, I mean, not all of them, but I can remember many of those emails were along the lines of our wedding insurance has advised us to postpone. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me though. I'm really sorry, but insurance companies, let's face it. Come on. They're not likely to pay up. Are they? I mean, the, the, the photography, uh, insurance companies by and large i think are pretty good you know you drop your camera they they yeah. typically pay out yeah. but this is i class wedding insurance as one of those kind of spurious insurance anybody who sets up in a wedding insurance business probably thinks oh this is money for nothing nobody yeah. ever cancels their wedding <laughs> Uh, you know, they've got no intention of ever paying out. And uh, quite rightly, they've shown their colours there. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a really interesting piece. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it for... I did actually drop a line to Hamish to see if he'd come on and talk about it. I know it's a bit re wedding related. But it is interesting because it's a photographic uh, business. And I would be fascinated. I've, I did try to have a quick look and see how much the wedding industry is worth in places like America and Australia. I couldn't actually find a definitive figure. I'm sure there is somebody listening right now in one of those two um, places, New Zealand or whatever, um, to, to let us know about what the industry is worth in your area. And I'd, I'd be intrigued to know what the insurance companies are doing as well. I wonder if they I, followed suit. I would imagine that wedding industry in America is bigger mm -hmm. and oh, the wedding industry in Australia is smaller. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yes, I know that, but <laughs> Einstein... <laughs> All right, go on. Let's let's leap into the normal questions and stuff. Um, Steve Vaughan pointed out in the Facebook group this brilliant film that DP Review had made on their YouTube channel about one piece of photography gear that changed your life. Uh, and I want you to answer that question now, Kev. You can have a couple, actually. On on the DP Review one, one of the guys um, wrote that the thing that changed his life, kit-wise, was a wrist strap. I don't know what you're thinking. I, I, I mean, I've gone with a Manfrotto tripod that's travelled the world with me. It's made me because it's made me slow down a little bit sometimes, Le learn things like long exposure. I've strapped sound stuff to it. I even used it to ward off a bull once when I was at a wedding venue in Herefordshire, and I went for a walk to try and get a nice uh, evening uh, long exposure shot. <laughs> I didn't realise I was in a, a field with a bull in it. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but, like, uh, accessories wise I don't know I'm really boring like that it doesn't I have don't... to be accessory it can, it can oh. be a camera because actually Steve Vaughan in the Facebook piece immediately picked off the fact that the X Pro I think it was X Pro 1 for him uh, was what really you know energised his his um, early photographic career because he started a little bit later than us professionally well, in that case, then, I, I, for me, it would have to be the X100, the original one, the Finepix, mm. um, because that's the thing that really opened my eyes to uh, smaller cameras and, you know, being able to, to get much closer and get much more emotive type images. So yeah. it would have to be that. Um, I've even I've still got that camera and I even have yeah. it signed by the designer. No way. Why was it called Finepix? Finepix, by the way. Well, back in the day, back in those days, mm. here's a little history lesson back for you. Back in the day, during the war. Fujifilm cameras were often were mostly caught like their point and shoot type things were called fine picks. All right, and they were they were you know I don't think they would be upset with me saying, but they were mostly a uh, airport camera company. You know, you'd go to the airport, you think, oh, I might get a little little point and shoot to take with me, or a little waterproof camera. Right. And um, and Fujifilm had that market you know sewn up, but then of course mobile phones and everything started coming along, and that yeah. that kind of changed all of that. So 
um, the original X100 was still called FinePix, and that was the last of the um, the. I mean, they still do the FinePix point and shoots and the waterproof cameras and all that kind of stuff. But they, the X100 was that was still classed as a FinePix, mm. and X100s and X Pro One were not no longer FinePix cameras, um, although they are FinePix cameras. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. I meant to ask. I meant to I'm ask. struggling here because I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm wiping my eyes. Oh, I'm wipe, I desperately try not to snot and sneeze all over you. Just dribbling. It's horrible. <laughs> I can't even see, but I know what you're going through. So we'll, we'll, shall, shall we let him off the rest of the show? How about new? No, let's just make him soldier on. <laughs> Um, I meant to ask, actually, on the, when we did Ask Andreas the other day, we were to, um, uh, there, there was a question a while back, and I'd somehow I've mislaid it, which was, uh, with everything that Fujifilm do as a company, and, and it seems sensible to mention it around the pharma stuff that we were talking about, why don't, why don't Fujifilm, you, you've just reminded me because you mentioned about people having their smartphones now, why don't Fujifilm have a, um, invent a camera phone or, or make a camera phone? They'd be a fantastic, fantastic company for doing that, wouldn't they? uh i guess i would um, i would imagine that market is you know that's that's a little bit like saying let's let's design a new web browser yeah. and try and try and take on chrome well sony sony have got got their their versions haven't they what their mobile phones yeah don't they yeah, have- but they They've been in that market. They were in that marketplace originally, yeah. weren't they? Don't mm. they? Do they still do those Sony Xperia Sony phones? Xperian. That I, th- I thought that's still a thing, isn't it? Sony Xperia. I don't know. I'm, I'm an Apple user myself. Really but. don't know. I mean, I would. I would be. I, I the way that I see the, the kind of this kind of technology going, and I have no kind of inclination or knowledge of this. Um, although Andreas also said that he, you know, he he would like to see technology go this way in the future, and I think that's technology rather than just Fujifilm is for cloud storage and uh, access via the, the cameras. So, um, you know, that kind of thing is, you know, once imagine when 5G comes along yeah. and you've got this super fast, but, you know, you could take a picture and it could be in your Dropbox and you could, oh, my God, I've just had a, an amazing idea. Yeah. Take a picture at a wedding. It goes up to your Dropbox. You've got an, uh, a Photoshop action ready to watch in a, a folder. It, it, it Photoshops your picture exports it and your your editing's done by the time you take the next picture perfecto thank you very much home have a cup of tea go to bed early trademark mullins trademark mullins (laughs) yes scott marshall hi neil hi kev around the previous holiday season i made photography my new hobby after weeks of research i decided to purchase the xt3 based on some outstanding reviews i was not disappointed the question i have is regarding focus stacking Uh, i'm using the focus bracketing feature but the documentation from Fujifilm doesn't explain what the steps setting is when configuring the setup. Can you explain it to me, Kev, in brackets, better than Fuji can? Also, any other added tips of focus stacking that you can provide would be would be helpful. I batted this one straight to you, Kev. Yeah, well, I did. I did a video on my YouTube channel yeah, uh, yeah. all about the XT3 with focus stacking. Yes. Um, and he's right. That's the the, the, the uh, nom 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 lecture. <laughs> Nomenclature is pretty difficult. I think Sam's Sam's got one of those in her (laughs) negligee cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which you no longer get to see because you've eaten all the cakes and sat on a posh table. Stop it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, so steps. uh, My understanding is essentially how many uh, steps it takes, basically. Um, So focus stacking, if you want to do, people might be more aligned to the idea of seeing a a close-up picture of a watch face for example and think how do they get so much detail in that right. and they often do it using focus stacking so the, oh. the camera will essentially start at 
a, a given point, yeah. and it will move a uh, a given parameter forward in focus. Then it will take another picture and take another picture and take another picture. So the steps might be 20 steps, for example, or, two, or 30 steps or whatever. And when it gets to the 30th step, it stops. And um, the Fujifilm cameras don't don't merge those images in, in camera, but it, it, you can then go into Photoshop and run a pretty standard um technique there that, that then uh, stacks it all together and gives you this incredibly incredibly detailed but incredibly incredibly big file mm. that takes incredibly incredibly long time <laughs> to process and it's quite an interesting uh, te- technique yeah. but yeah steps i think is essentially from zero to n if you like in terms of how long your your camera mm. will move forward that's sounding like a maths lesson don't start mentioning small letters just call me pie chicken Vegan pie <laughs> Um, Nigel Haywood Thanks for the daily podcast, Kev and Neil It really helps me escape reality on my daily drive to the NHS hospital where I work We are not worthy, Nigel, in your presence quite frankly um, I was planning uh, before this to go down to Mudderford for, for the Easter week It'd be Mudderford, lovely part of the world um, But instead I'm now on day seven at work and have five more days to work until I have the next weekend off So so mm, a question Yeah, I yeah, know uh, Absolute diamonds aren't they? diamond geezers and and geezerettes so question i would like to ask uh, if you've received a nice gift after presenting couples with their wedding albums there is a reason for this this was prompted by finding an easter egg on my workbench from a fellow staff member with a thank you note for repairing an item of equipment on saturday which i'm grateful for ah presents after um after shooting somebody's wedding, you uh, you must have had something. Um, a little brown yeah, envelope with I, I, money. I have, I have had some stuff. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've had um, I've had bottles of champagne. Nice. I've had um, what else have I had? I've had uh, I've had fruit baskets sent to me. Yeah. I've had the occasional tip, and um, I also had yeah. and. Um, I'm trying to think now of the brand name, but Tim, right. uh, whose wedding I shot last year, he um, sent us some walking boots. Oh, yes. He also sent you some in he the sent, end, didn't he? Yes, he did. And funnily enough, just before all this stuff happened, I did a little, I did some, uh, <laughs> I did some pictures, some product placement, almost Instagram-y type influencer pictures. The lower boots, was it lower? L-O-W-A. Um, yes. That's probably the oddest gift I've received from a wedding client. A pair of uh, very, very high-end walking boots. Yeah, but probably, very, um, probably one, very, of, one of the best gifts, isn't it? Lower? I mean, that, I mean, that's. Not just any walking boot. This is the Rolls-Royce of walking boots. This thing practically walks for you. Yeah, well, I have to say that I've, I've worn them a lot. And, you know, yeah. he, this was way before the, uh, the um, lockdown. But, yeah, I wore them on my street photography and everything. And, uh, yeah, very comfortable. Do you know the only, shoe, the only shoes I've worn, apart from the lowest, which I did wear out um, for one of my walks, but the only shoes I seem to be wearing these days are extremely unfashionable Crocs. Oh, oh see, I just wear slippers. <laughs> I've... We've turned into slipper and croc men. Oh, hang on. Somebody's walking in. Hello. Just doing the show. Oh, hello. You all right? Yes, I'm choosing What would you like? I'm choosing You're going to use the toilet. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. We can all hear you, Jack. We can hear you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to close the door? Yeah, I All right. Thank Go on, get on with it, darling, so we can... God. <laughs> there we... I'm, I'm the guessing mo- someone's having an eye poo in the other house. <laughs> <laughs> from the mo- this never happens at the bbc um <laughs> i've never heard i've never heard the news at one somebody comes in halfway through 
Hello, I just need to go to the Wii. Is that all right? Yeah, just a door over there. No problem at all. <laughs> right. Um, he did have another bit to it, uh, did Nigel. Um, and that was uh, on a separate issue. Can you tell me how you film and take photos at the same time? I'm referring to Nick Turpin's POV YouTube videos. I know you've answered this before, but you obviously missed this one. I don't have a Fujifilm camera yet, and I was wondering if this was an actual setting on the camera or a bit of clever post-production on Nick's behalf. No, it's it's um, he's using the HDMI out cable to a uh, rather expensive um, monitor system, something like a Ninja Fire or Ninja Flame or something. So something that has HDMI recording device to it. And uh, yeah, you can do that on any any camera that has HDMI out, but also allows you to send the uh, the EVF um, footage to the to the uh, HDMI. And then when you press click on the camera, it mm. records the photograph to the internal memory on the camera or the uh, memory card on the camera but the footage has to go to an external hdmi it's not for the faint-hearted it's not something no. that people are just going to pick up and do it's quite a specialist piece of kit um nigel does have another part actually which is an embarrassing story we, remember we were on the monday shows doing embarrassing photo stories mm-hmm. you're gonna love this i'm gonna put it aside there on the embarrassing photo story pile which is sort of temporary pile because first of all we need to do this the daily show photo challenge mm, right so Tuesday, so you need to set a challenge for Tuesday's daily photo challenge. Which, by the way, you're you're absolutely, you're amazing. You're, you're, oh, thanks. thanks. No, not you. Oh. <laughs> the the entries for the photo challenge have been amazing. So thank you for doing them. Uh, what is today's? Well, today's is uh, definitely something you should be doing just today on your lockdown. And what I want to see is what you see out of your front window. Right. So, what have you got? Uh, have you got people passing your front window? You, have you got a field? Have you got your car? Is it a street? Is it another building? Yeah. Uh, try and make it interesting, obviously. So it's not just a simple snap of the outside window, but uh, let's see. We want to see what's going on through your front window. The creative, the creative ones that we've been getting for all these photo challenges are brilliant. Thank you for yeah. for really being creative with them. Uh, your front window, you'd. you'd um Actually, it could be like people photography, couldn't it? Really, this this is this is street and people photography without actually having to go outside. Well, this is what got me thinking about it actually, because <laughs> I sit here in my in my living room, staring at uh, Thomas Hope's old schoolhouse, right? Um, and uh, and that's it. That's all I see. And it's bit, and then I, uh, people walk past the window, of course. Yeah. But you never know when they're coming. It's no like. If I stood here with my camera to my eye waiting, I, I, it would guarantee it would be as soon as I put the camera down, like 10,000 people would walk past. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, and it was it did make me think, actually. That would be quite an interesting little story. Um, look, there's somebody who just walked past now. Didn't have my camera, though. Another opportunity missed. So, look, um, let me read you Nigel's embarrassing story. I, I have an embarrassing story to tell you from my, tr- my London trip to the Fujicast podcast recording earlier this year, um, which seems so long ago, doesn't it, Kev? can't believe it this is what happened on that fateful do you remember that day we were just starting to talk about um this 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 virus that was coming uh, across the seas to us weren't we We were just beginning to talk about it and everybody was just nah it'll be all right we'll be okay do you remember that it was yeah it was actually that night and 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 then within the space of weeks suddenly bang it was it was there wasn't it really yeah 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 we saw a couple of people wearing a mask didn't we in london and we were like look at them yeah anyway um right so so yeah so i'll tell you what happened on that that particular fuji podcast recording earlier this year chaps (laughs) 
This is what happened. Time to kill before I checked in at the travel lodge in Covent Garden. Oh, we stayed there as well, didn't we? Not together. We did. No, yeah. not, not together. But um, no. I went to the British Museum to do some street photography indoors. Can you do street photography indoors? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. After walking around taking photos for about two hours, I needed to answer the call of nature. I found a toilet cubicle and promptly did the whole tissue around the seat and plonked myself down. There's a lot of information here. <laughs> Be- <laughs> but remember, he's in the medical industry, as he points out. Being in the medical trade, any medical-minded person knows that sometimes things take a little while. So I thought I'd do a bit of chimping at the back of my camera screen while sat down. When shock horror, the toilet door was wrenched open, bending the cheap plastic lock to be confronted by an equally shocked and embarrassed foreign man who let out a yelp and apologised in what I think was Spanish, and he dashed off without shutting the door, leaving me sat exposed on the throne (laughs) with the camera pointing downwards towards my... Don't be rude. (laughs) The lesson I learned that day is not to chimp on the toilet, and if you do, have a wide-angle lens on and not a macro to boost one's ego. Keep up the good work. In keeping the morale of us uh, mere mortals up and a big shout out to the staff at Timpsons get this Kev big shout out to the staff at Timpsons the forgotten key workers <laughs> if you're an American I you're think, thinking I think Timpsons what, what's that why is that a key worker thing? yeah no Timpsons he was one of the good guys wasn't he that said he was going to pay his people and stuff yeah um, now I think Spanish for but they do keys he, that was the point Kev they, they, yeah, they cut yeah, keys Timpson I get key, it yeah, I know okay. but he is also he's also but he's like, one he's of the a, good guys yeah. one yeah. of the good guys Compromiso yes. I think is yeah. uh, Compromiso is Spanish for uh, excuse me I think. <laughs> I think. So if he, if he'd said uh, compromiso, then he was Spanish. If he'd said, oh, it should have been better, then he was German. Yeah. Do you know uh, it in, in, in any other languages as well? Japanese, maybe Russian would be nice. A Greek one would be fantastic. I think a Japanese one would have said, oh, uh, we shall consider. And then just gently backed out of the room, bowing. Yeah, very, very polite. Anyway, that's it for, for, for another day. Do you want to give a, a shout out to your website again? Because um, I, you know, we, we should definitely be mentioning your, your website. The, the Ministry, which I think is the best, the Ministry of Shadows is ministryofshadows.co.uk. Yeah, it's good. I've really enjoyed doing it, actually. It's taken me... Uh, I knocked it together in about three days, so um, I've had a couple of emails from people saying, you know how to spell, do you? <laughs> oh, clearly oh, no, I don't. Oh, there are a um, few typos. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, a few, but I, I've corrected them. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's um, I've had uh, a lot of... Um, I had about 500 hits this morning, so it's obviously wow. getting out there. 500 Just, hits this morning? Great. It's yeah, amazing. I've had a lot of good feedback, yeah. And, and pe- don't forget, it's going to be a submission-based yeah, thing, so no, it's not it's just, just about yeah, my stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask. If, if, if somebody thinks, right, I want, to, I want to be a part of this, what sort of story or, or thing do they have to have to submit to it? Well, um, what I've said in the, in, the, in the notes of the submissions page is uh, for a story, I want at least 10 images and around about, although the words isn't so important, around about 300 words to back it up. Basically, right. the more images you've got, the better. So 10 or, 10 or more images and some, some story, obviously all black and white. Um, now, uh, without sounding too picky about it right. i uh, i do I, I do i kind of anticipate this being um you know featuring some some good stuff so yeah. so obviously um you know send me if you want to be on there send me your good stuff good stories and if you fancy doing a, a review a book review or something then i've, I've put up uh, my first book review yesterday and um yeah i just want it to be a bit of a community thing it's no. not a yeah. it's not about me although I'm, I'm having to put my my images on there obviously yeah. and there will be more of my images but yeah you know if you if you enjoy it then get involved 
And it is obviously black and white, black yeah. and white only. So you, prob- um, you probably don't want uh, people to be sending in submissions of weddings they've shot in black and white. We're talking about nah. st- st- real, you know. Uh, sorry, weddings are a real story. I shoot them. I should know. But, but you, you want you want stories from people's lives rather than somebody's um, nuptials. Yeah, exactly. Although saying that, I'm not being, uh, you know, I'm not being, I'm not prejudicing any kind of um, style. So, you know, when I say story, it just it just fit in the story's page. So it could be a series of portraits you love. Uh, it could potentially be a wedding. It could be street photography. It could be a story of your morning breakfast. It, you know, it could be a story of your parents' life together. Whatever. I don't mind. It doesn't doesn't matter. But it's, um, uh, you know, black and white is is the key thing. So, um, and we will we will be kind of curating it. So um, try and try and send through some of your stuff if you so wish. And what about? Fortunately, there is no money involved no. yet, but maybe in the future. What about COVID stories? I mean, you you, you could be hit with a, pl- a plethora. Is a word that you used the other day. There we go. We'll, we'll run it out again of images and stories from this current lockdown yeah that's fine absolutely i mean it's it's a timely matter isn't it so uh one of my stories on there is is about uh kind of lockdown stuff stuff i've been doing at home so yeah absolutely whatever 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 floats your black and white boat mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been joined by the way now by sam who's just well first we had uh, we had jack going to the loop what oh, sorry. what do you want <laughs> it's i tell you what this is like some sort of piccadilly circus in here sure it's like sam do you need to go to the loo do you need to go to the loo kev wants to know <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right. Thank no, you. no, 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 no requirement. Masking tape, sweetheart. Masking, masking tape. Yeah. Well, look, I. To finish your job. Right. <laughs> Is yeah. that the broken table job? Yeah. I, I listen to the world at one on Radio 4, uh, and, and definitely today program I occasionally listen to. I'm driving out early, and uh, it would be so much more improved if their children could come in and use the loo, and their wife could come in and look for some masking tape during the show. Don't you think, Ev? Yeah, absolutely. Sa- Sam, could you, um, could you send me one of those uh, lovely Easter cakes you've been making for other people? <laughs> Oh, you heard about that as well. <laughs> See, Do you know I'm, what he said yesterday? Uh, I'm Sam, not allowed. I'm not allowed to tell anyone these things. I'm. I'm sworn. But I bet you did. I bet you told all, all our friends that I no, stole the cakes. No, I only look told, me in the eye and tell me that you I didn't. I only tell. told one group. Right of there, we go. So yesterday, <laughs> no, no, she no, said, no, you said didn't all. tell anybody already. <laughs> one. So now that's like uh, then that. Per- who did you tell? Nikki. Well, she, it, it, she'll fair, tell everybody. Yeah, but the cakes were for her. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but Sam, do you know what Neil said to me yesterday after we finished recording? He said, Kev, he said, Sam's been making these cakes for our friend Nikki. But I, I'm just I'm just going to eat them. I don't care. When when she goes to bed tonight, I'm just going to eat them. And then I'm going to blame the kids. He That's what he said. He wasn't that smart. Don't be a cutie pie. <laughs> um, and he told you about the table. Yeah. He told us about the, the table. The table was yeah. a cracker. Literally a cracker. Yeah, it was uh, very funny. Round so of applause to the, uh, to the chap that broke the table. Thank you very much. No Thank more you. Easter eggs, I think. Thank you. <laughs> I think there's you a moral of left. the story. Uh, no, but I've eaten all mine. That's why I fell through yeah. the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd eaten half hundred weight of cake and 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 chocolate. There we Anyway, shall we, uh, we shall we reconvene tomorrow? Yeah. What are you doing tonight? Um, out tonight. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you mean out? What in the shed? Out. Is <laughs> yeah. there any place we can go out? We should eat in different rooms, shouldn't we? We should. Well, should we should uh, choose a different shed. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. They call you three sheds, <laughs> don't they? Three three sheds, me. Yeah. Like that guy who used to be in football. What was his name? Three three. Ba- no, he was Jimmy Nine Bellies or oh, something, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> I'm oh yeah, that's me. Jimmy I'm going to call bellies. you Neil. <laughs> Neil Three Sheds. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
What a weird show <laughs> when we join that together. The FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.